Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and a Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you very much for joining me today. I'm really honored by your presence. Um, I hope you liked yesterday's episode. Uh, it was a, a special episode uh, uh, that really uh, capped a really good weekend for me. I was so happy to go to the Yatratra uh, where I live. And it, it it was really wholesome because I was really tired and it energized me and, and, and gave me that, you know, that healing that I was looking for. I needed that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode last night. Uh, today we're going to talk about something special. Um, well, I can't say special because it's, uh, it's a little bit heavy, okay? Yesterday's was positive. Today is a little bit on the negative side and I apologize for it. Um, I was doing reading uh, over the last couple of days. Um, and of course, I, I'm sure you've heard about the Miss Sharma, Nupur Sharma, uh, headlines that it's caused all over the Indian country. Uh, but there was something else that came out from this. Uh, the Ajmer Darga in Rajasthan, uh, one uh, crazy crackpot, um, offered to kill Ms. Sharma and uh, mortgage his house. And apparently he has links to the Ajmer Darga. So when that came out, something else it opened a can of worms and what do you know something that shocked me completely i never knew this happened i absolutely never knew this happened uh, i've never heard of it and the um the analysts on tv have said very clearly the independent journalists because the mainstream journalists will not bring this into contention um and they the yeah, the, um, the independent media has been saying Look, the bulk of the country doesn't know what this is about, that this ever happened because it was so uh, hushed up. And that includes me. And yes, my dear friends, I am talking about the Ajmer Darga rape, gang rape um, um, of the 1990s, of 1992 when it came out. Uh, a small town. So I'm going to read you, uh, read to you an article in Op India and which stunned me and I hope that you will read it and I hope that you will do your research about it because the only way we can change this is to change, is to have this conversation. Uh, the sex scandal in the Ajmer uh, Darga that uh, where its members or um, allies or alliances gang raped thousands of girls in Ajmer um, sexually raped and gang raped them uh, under this under the guise of religion now when you say sexual uh, harassment or rape or gang rape in religion as an question, the first thing I think about is the pedophile church okay the pedophilia in the church a gang rape of the of its priests uh, and, and that is what I think about. And as an ex-Christian, I am telling you, I am absolutely angry, flabbergasted, um, ashamed that we, it has happened under our noses. We never knew anything about it. We kept putting money in their pockets and they use it to rape, um, rape young girls, nuns. And we have never been able to open our mouth against uh, about it. Never. We can't even utter one word. Uh, but we know it exists. And, and, and that's why a lot of people have left the church, because we're uh, angry and fuming on the inside. Um, 
but I never thought that this now uh, this would happen elsewhere. Now, yes, it could happen one case here and there. You have these uh, rotten apples in the barrel. Uh, you can't generalize it. But my dear friends, this is not one rotten apple in the barrel. This is a general case. Now, we've heard about rape and, and sexual abuse in madrasas um, in Pakistan. And I'm sure it happens in India. But this is different. And this happens, people think it, it, it will happen only in one town. But you have to understand that rape is not a um, rape is not an act it's a mentality it's a mentality of power and subjugation um, of others okay um, so let me just read you an article in the op India uh, on, on the internet and I will uh, and, and and we'll go from there and you you guys can pull it up to uh, the article in op India I don't know when it came out um, I can't find it when it came out, but I'm going to read about it to you, okay? So, in 1992, the small town of Ajmer in Rajasthan woke up to a shameful, sordid scandal. The scandal involved hundreds of young girls, and some say up to even 8,000. Uh, some college students, some still in schools. The news of the scandal broke our local news, uh, broke after a local newspaper, Navjoti, published some nude images and a story which spoke about school students being blackmailed by local gangs. As the reports, the blackmail operation was soon discovered by a chain of serial offense. A special group, a specific group of local influential men were targeting young girls. They would trap one girl, manage to take obscene images, then they would blackmail the girl into familiarizing them to her classmates and friends. Eventually, other girls would be raped, sexually exploited, and have their pictures taken. The cycle continued so forth. The gang continued to expand its operation and victimize um, an increasing number of girls. The editor of the Navjoti, Dean... Uh, I'm not going to take his name, has had admitted that the local law enforcement authorities were aware of the scandal since a year before the story broke, but they allowed the local politicians to, to stall the investigations. Even Chowdhury himself was hesitant before running the story. The reason was the perpetrators of the crime belonged to families of the Kadims. Kadims were the family of the traditional caretakers of the Ajmer Darga. They claim, they claim to be direct descendants of the first followers of Kajwa um, Moinuddin Chisti and hold significant influence in the local communities. The police had stalled the case because the local politicians want actions against the, the accused would lead to massive communal tension. Chaudhry stated that finally they decided to go ahead with the story because they, that seemed to be the only way to wake the local administration into action. Finally, the police lodged an FIR against the eight accused. Further investigations led to 18 men being totally charged and tensions ran high in this town for several days. Most of the accused were Muslims. Many of the families of the Karims uh, and most victims uh, were young Hindu girls. The town was in shock. 
people took to the streets to protest and communal tensions grew. A three-day bond was observed and much, uh, sub and much subsequent news of the widespread exploitation and blackmail started coming in. D retired Rajasthan DGP, who was Deputy Inspector General of Police in Ajmer, at that time stated that the social and financial aristocracy of the accused stopped many more victims from coming forward. Another grim re realization was that many victims, being young and vulnerable, had already committed suicide. What followed next was another saga of political influence and administrative incompetence. The case is still far from being closed. Many victims who were supposed to be witnesses turned hostile. Uh, that the stink of social stigma and ostracization was so bad uh, that the girls from the town were generalized as being victims of the gang rape. The number of victims was believed to be several hundred. Um, and one of the few victims came forward. The situation was so bad that prospective grooms who were supposed to marry girls from Ajmer would come to the offices of newspapers trying to find out if the girls they were going to marry was one of them. Anand Bhatnagar, State General Secretary, People's Union of Civil Liberties, and a resident of Ajmer said that the people used to say if the girl was from Ajmer, they would need to find out what kind of girl she was. One of the 18 accused who was charged with abduction and gang rape under the Indian Penal Code, an indecent representation of women, has, uh, has since committed suicide. Interestingly, Farooq Chisti, one of the main accused, who happened to be a youth congress leader, was declared mentally unstable. So he was a youth congress leader until he was accused and then he was mentally unstable. Farouk Chisti was a president of Ajmer Youth Congress, while the two other accused, Nafis uh, Chisti and Anwar Chisti, were the vice president and joint secretary of the, of respectively, of the city congress unit. In 1998, a sessions court in Ajmer sentenced eight men to life imprisonment, but Rajasthan High Court in 2001 acquitted four of them. The sentence of the other four was reduced to just 10 years by the Supreme Court in 2003. They were named Moijula Alias Puthan, Az Israt Ali, Anwar Chisti, Shamshuddin Alias Maradona. Uh, another upscounder, Salim Chisti, was arrested by the Rajasthan police in 2012. Another main accused, Alamas Maharaj, is still at large and is believed to be in the U.S. CBI has issued a red corner alert for him. Farouk Chisti was earlier declared mentally unstable, was convicted by a fast-track court in Ajmer in 2007. In 2013, the Rajasthan High Court upheld the decision, uh, though it reduced the period of, of the sentence from life imprisonment to the period already served by him. The memories of the case were brought back were brought back recently by Suhail Chisti after absconding for 26 years, surrendered to uh, at a court in on February 15. Musabir Hussein, Joint Secretary of the Anjuman Committee, which oversees the Ajman Darga, uh, stated that the case is a blot in the city's history and nobody wants to talk about it. The most disturbing part of the horrific case was it's been quite was the quite suffering of the victims. Small-time tabloids were 
quite a sensation in Ajmer at that time. As if the mass exploitation of hundreds of girls was not enough to blow the town's conscience, many victims were even allegedly blackmailed further by these tabloids and local newspapers. They had access to the explicit images of the girls and the owners and publishers sought money from the families of the girls to keep them hidden. As part of the report in India today, Madan Singh, the chief editor of such papers named Lehran Ki Barka, was one of such girls. He had been blackmailing many girls demanding money, threatening to release their pictures otherwise. Most of the girls had given in, while one victim, Pushwa Dawani, had come forward and lodged an FIR against him. We have seen many cases of rape, gang rape and exploitation in our country, but the sheer scale of the brazen impunity in the Ajmer scandal is something very unusual and had shaken the conscience of the entire country. We had seen something similar in, in, in Rot Rotterdam scandal in the UK too. Gangs of Muslim men, 80% of whom were of Pakistani origin, had carried on serial targeting of younger, often minor girls. The girls were chosen, targeted, lured, raped and, and blackmailed. As per, as per recent reports, the number of child victims had been officially increased to 1510. A number of factors had kept the scandal going from the 1990s to 2013. Negligence of police, failure, um, failure of the police, mistrust of the victims due to lack of action, social apathy, stigma and even fear of being labelled Islamophobic or racist on the part of the social workers and law enforcement officials have let the abuse go almost unchecked for decades. Ajma's scandal had been the, on the very same tones. The town is hailed as India's epitome of com communal harmony. Uh, others citing that Hindus visit the Dargah too, but the shameful scandal is big question mark on every one of those claims. Nobody would ever know the real number of the victims. Um, nobody would ever feel the fear and mental agony of the schoolgirls had to go through. Society is often heartless and brutal to the victims of sexual crimes. Justice might be served to the victims now. They might have been just 18 people arrested, but the society as a whole has been the perpetrator in the case. Our system has failed an entire generation of girls in Ajmer. Um, so, my dear friends, uh, this is an uh, article in Op India. I would invite you to read the article. Uh, it, it's an article for 2018, so that's one, two, four years ago, four years ago, goodness, four years ago, and I never knew anything about this, and, 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 and you know, can of worms have opened uh, when the Ajmer uh, guy offered to kill uh, Ms. Sharma. So, when someone attacks them or their ideology, they're ready to kill Aluf, the first blot. I mean, they're so fast, the emotions are hurt, Sartan se juda hai, everything's hurt, my God, they burn the villages, burn the streets, burn the buses, burn everything because they're affected. But for years on end, decades on end, when they have raped and raped and raped and raped children, young girls, Okay, 
And this is who we know, who all those who we don't know about could be 20 times more. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Just remember that tip of the iceberg. They have no problem. Absolutely no problem in and uh, in in raping others and paying off the lobbies, um, paying off the governments to keep quiet because they are the head of the governments. They are, I mean, Muslims are just about what nine, ten percent in Rajasthan, but they form the head of the of of the youth congress. No, it doesn't. You, you know, when you're part of the politics, it doesn't matter what label you are. If you're good in politics, good for you. But uh, what gives the Congress only to take such people on board that they use their power to to um, use their power to rape others and then scream Islamophobia? So you know that when people are screaming Islamophobia, racism, intolerance, uh, H the H word comes out very fast. H word, H word, H word. It is only a scam. It is only a camouflage to 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 screen the the wrongs that they're doing behind the screen. Remember, every time they're screaming something, they're trying to hide something else. The moment you scream racism, Islamophobia, xenophobia, um, intolerance, the H word, they are hiding something they do not want you to to uh, to bring it out. And the only way they can they can stop you is by pretending to be a victim. A victim card is a card where you camouflage your transgressions and pretend to be the victim when, when you're really a Trojan horse, the perpetrator of the crime. Uh, having coming back to this, uh, let me start by saying I apologize to these girls on behalf of the country, on behalf of our silence as a, a citizen of India or former citizen of India. Uh, I never knew about this. And it doesn't make me any better. Our silence was the crime. Our silence is the bigger crime because this happens even today and no one's doing anything about this. And by our silence, we are siding with the, with, with the rapists. We are siling, silencing with their, uh, with their rape, with their scandals, with their crimes, and we're doing absolutely nothing about it. Um, but the more we talk about this, the more we bring it out, uh, the more um, the next generation will be free unless we talk about this in every home. So I ask you to go and speak to your friends, speak to your family, speak to your neighbors, uh, five people at least, ask them to speak to five people, ask them to speak to another five people. Um, and yes, this it, it, we will change the generations on the ground because the governments will not do anything. They are so scared about their votes, whoever the government is in power. Uh, they only care about their vote banks and they will use the communal card every time to pretend to not do anything. It's just as, as an excuse to do, uh, to do nothing and pretend that everything is okay. Oh my God, communal card but they are the ones creating the communal problems by not taking care of this problem at source. And our silence is contributing to this. So it is important for you to do this, uh, to speak. One more important thing it's important for you if you want to understand this is to stop putting money in the hands of these, these mosques, these churches, um, these temples, these religious places. Let me explain to you what happened in the church, okay? So the church has been the... the, the um, which is exactly the same as this, and, and this is how this is how it happened. So the, the priests have been raping um, uh, girls, 
women uh, and forcing them to uh, in, in churches, uh, men in, in schools, boys in schools, in boarding schools. We also heard of the, um, the native um, schools, uh, rape uh, scandals in schools in Canada. Um, the residential, it's called residential school scandal um, by the church in Canada. Uh, you can look it up, residential school, uh, and where the church ran um, schools after schools after schools, uh, where native peoples were, were, were sent to become... Uh, to become uh, civilized because natives in Canada were considered to be uncivilized, uncouth, unclean people, and they were sent to be civilized and 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 forget the Indianness. So remove the Indian from from the uh, from the from the native and 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 make him into a human being. And in return, they were beaten, they were abused, they were raped. And this is not only in the in the school scandals in Quebec. Quebec is, is a predominantly Roman Catholic state uh, province. Uh, there was incest, there was rape, uh, there was the priests were raping nuns after nuns after nuns after nuns. Um, the priests were raping women, young girls, and they could not say anything about it. They were threatened completely and totally uh, by the church for saying anything against the church. Uh, and because the church controlled the state, the church and the state were hand in hand. So the moment the church and the state are hand in hand, they've got power, they've got legal power, and the state is not going to do anything because they are in your head. So during World War One and World War Two, a lot of people, men, went to war. Because they went to war, they came back, and the women during this time in Canada, uh, especially in Quebec, they were not they, they they were not allowed to sign checks. Women were not allowed to go to hospitals without their men saying okay. Women were not allowed to take any decisions. Pretty much what you have in Saudi Arabia is pretty much what happened in Quebec about a hundred years ago in this in this province. Um, and uh, women were the slaves of men, and they could probably drive. I mean, I hundred years ago, I don't know if women were needed to did drive, but um, after they needed, I was told that, look, women had needed the signature of the men, of the male of the family, in order to sign a check. They could not sign a check. They needed men in order to, to go to the hospital because they had to go to a hospital. Um, they, they could not go into a hospital just like that. Um, and, and because they wanted the power of men, and men had only all the power, especially the church. The church raped their way through history. Um, and after the Second World War, when a lot of men did not come back, now what? So how you have women with no men in their family? How are they going to survive? So they had to change the law and give women power to lead their lives on their own, sign checks, go into the hospitals, get education. And once women started getting power to do what they wanted on their own, shit hit the ceiling and they absolutely went against the church. Now, although the church doesn't have power in the front, their ecosystem is very powerful on the ground, okay? So like we have, like we said in, in the uh, Kashmir files, Sarkar aapke hai, lekin desh ecosystem hamare okay? System hamare hai, Sarkar aapke hai, to system hamare hai, okay? So, 
so like it, it's the same thing because we're we're currents and waves. You can't change a wave just like that. You may change uh, the label on the top. So the sarkar is it belongs is different in in Canada, but on the ecosystem on the ground, the, the church still is in the minds of the uh, the people who they've brainwashed for generations, putting fear of God into them. And so no one will listen to you. Even the government would not listen to them. So what they did is they stopped going to church. They stopped going to church and stopped putting money in churches. And because they stopped putting money in churches, the church had to come clean. And slowly by slowly, they had to change. And by the 90s, this rape started coming to the surface. Uh, this noise about rape, incest, uh, started coming to the surface talking about it and then they started having criminal actions against the church and the churches are just crumbling no one's going to church anymore uh, the church is being so left right and center um, pretty much this is what the case is happening and within the next 500 years the church is going to be gone um, but this is the reason this is one of the main reasons the sex scandal in the church was so big uh, and so insulting that uh, the repercussions from it the church never thought that they you know they thought they thought that they, they belong to God and they will always have power 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 and nothing will ever happen and so it's okay they can rape their way to history and they will God everyone will still believe in them put money in their pockets but apparently not and people say well the church has changed my dear friends the church did not change they had to change if the church had the right uh, had the had the choice in their hands they would be exactly who they were 2000 years ago they would not have changed one single incident and rape would still be happening and because the society disengaged with them society stopped going to church the society stopped putting money in their hands the church didn't have any choice okay so this is how we change society. You have to change. You cannot change. get someone to change. And until you do not change, you do not have that conversation. You do not have the courage to say it aloud. Uh, we're not going to change this. So it is important to understand. Talk about the 1992 sex scandal in Ajmer and uh, the rape that's happening in our religious institutions in India to your friends. Find the courage somehow to talk to your parents, to understand it. Um, to understand what's happening, um, to have the courage to understand all the angles and not say, oh, it happens. It doesn't happen, okay? Uh, remember something. Violence happens in your homes and transfers on your streets. If you are you're safe at home, if you are able to have a conversation in your home, if you're able to be free-flowing metaphysical energy and externalize your voice, externalize your emotions, externalize... Um, your life uh, and stop any violence in your home you'll stop the violence in your street a lot of these people girls who are raped on the streets come from broken homes uh, the broken homes broken lives generation after generation of broken lives and it continues the wave continues 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 and finally it comes to an end on the street and we'll say, oh, well, look at the rape on the street. But you can stop the rape on the street by having stopping the rape in your homes. Remember, rape is not an act. Rape is a mentality. And a mentality of power where people impose their ideas upon you. Rape, colonize your mind with an ideology. Convince you that they what they're doing is right. And then they 
grip your body. So before they rape your mind, they rape your body. I was watching an Oprah Winfrey show once and she was talking about to people, who, uh, to women who had survived rape. And she was talking to this one person and it stained in my mind forever. She said, well, how did you escape from your rapist? She said, what is very important for you, very important, is never let your rapist take you to a secondary location that's isolated. Okay, never let your rapist take you to a secondary location that's isolated. Always stay in the public. Someone tells you, oh, I will take you here. Say, no, it has to. You have to talk to me if you want to talk to me in public. Oh, you can come into my car. No, I'm not coming into your car. Oh, you can come into my home. No, I'm not coming to your home. You stay on the street. Uh, you want to have a conversation with me? You have to stay in public. Never go into a secondary space because the moment they corner you into secondary space, you're alone. They will convince you that what they're doing is right uh, and that you're the weak person. You need them. They make you, they subjugate you and then they rape your body. So it is important for you to understand. Never let a rapist take you into secondary space. Most of these rapists are also already raped in their homes. Just remember that. Someone who rapes on the street is because he's been raped in his home and he comes from a cycle and generations of rape in his home. So his cycle, his parents, his grandparents. And we know a lot of this has happened through the wars. We've all come to wars and every time in the ancient world a war happens, the losing party will be raped, the women will be raped, gang raped, uh, children will be born out of rape and they will become part of a new society and they will either be sold in slavery or they, they will be used as sex slaves and the children born out of that sex slave become now part of a new, become part of the, of, uh, you know, harem or, or society or uh, local class and then they will produce another generation of rape and rape and rape and goes on. So this rape has gone on for cycles after cycles after cycles and it's considered a gift from God because God has allowed it in, in, in feudal law um, raping of the the losing party was part of the cycle uh, was part of, of your victory dance you, you get to rape the women and and they're raped they are butchered they are uh, they are left to be used as sex slaves and whoever's born out of this those children are either used as slaves again or they're used as a uh, uh, warriors into another cycle of rape. So it continues and continues. The only way to stop the cycle of rape is to offload the mentality from your mind. Every junction has got to be made into an intellectual laboratory. Every junction has to be opened. Uh, every angle has to be opened. You have to discuss it. You have to understand the history behind it. It's not just one junction. Okay, this fellow raped that fellow, this fellow that raped that fellow. No, it's a currents and waves. And you have to understand the cycles of the waves and the currents. And you have to understand it's gone on for thousands of years in different formats, different labels, but it happens. And we have come down to a society, a modern society, where we don't have empires anymore. So we think, oh, just because we have modern society, everything is different. No, the currents do not stop and the waves do not stop. So it's important for you to understand that. And these empires, these um, Mullahs, Tullahs, Padres and Pandits, they're all people who were a relics of empires and during the imperial time they had totalitarian power. They would rape across the board. They didn't have anyone to say anything to them. Okay, Their, their, their books, their holy books agree with rape. Um, 
and, and say, well, you know, you can rape with your right hands, right hand owns. And the colonial hangover that they have for power is still very existent. They think that God has given them this power, but for them in reality, it's just colonial hangover. So they continue raping, they ally and pay off their lobbies, pay off the current governments, and there you go. You can do anything, they can do what they want, but you can stop it. You can stop it by having this conversation in your homes with your friends. Take those words. Do not feel shy to take those words. Uh, talk about the 1992 Ajmer rape uh, gang, uh, um, Islamic uh, rape in, in the Chisti, in the Ajmer Dargah, uh, by the Chisti uh, group. Uh, talk about it. Uh, it is very, very important. And talk about our fault that we kept quiet. We never talked about how we stigmatized girls, raped by our silence, we raped them a second time. It is now time to give them a voice and it's time to say sorry to these girls, sorry to these families for our silence. It's, it's, it's time to talk to a new generation and apologize to a new generation and say, look, we are sorry. We couldn't stop the past, but we can change the future. And the only way we can change the future is is having that conversation with our friends, with our families, and, and absolutely understanding how this happens, how we can change it. Go into your schools, into your colleges, into your into your uh, into your WhatsApp groups, and have this conversation. Please do not feel shy that oh my friends are Muslim, my friends are Hindus. It doesn't matter. Rape doesn't affects everyone, it affects the whole family, it affects the whole community around, and generations will feel this trauma. Uh, we know we've got a problem in, on the Indian subcontinent, and um, these religious institutions are the epicenter of the rape epidemic on the Indian subcontinent. Yes, my friends, these religious uh, institutions, and the only way to get the the government to penalize these people with the with the laws in 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 action right now in effect you don't even have to invent more laws but you can change that cycle but you having that conversation about it whether you have a conversation with your friends with your family with your whatsapp group with your social group with your sports group it is important to have this conversation and keep having it uh, with as many people as you can ask them to have it with as many people as they can take the institution of take the example of 1992 uh, Ajmer Dargah rape uh, scandal and stop please stop putting money into their uh, stop putting money into the into their pockets you want to change society keep your money for yourself go buy yourself a book Buy yourself a book and try and understand what power is, what externalization of your voices, how subjugation involves, how weak we are, and how the con we do not have any confidence anymore. Until we have confidence, we're not going to be able to change anything. That comes from knowledge. Um, and so that is about the Ajmer Chisti, Ajmer Darga rape uh, scandal. It was done by the Ajmer, Ajmer Darga and, and uh, the main perpetrators of the crime were the Indian uh, Youth Congress, um, some members of the main group. Um, everyone who talks about this scandal also talks about something else, how it mirrors the Rotterdam uh, uh, rape scandal. Now, if for those who don't know, in the United Kingdom, around the same time, uh, because we're currents and waves, we're frequencies. Remember, frequency moves. We, we don't need barriers. We don't need airplanes. We are 
cosmic frequencies. And when a frequency happens, it pushes everywhere and, and it, 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 it scales into, into all over the planet. And so different areas will, will have the same problem. The labels will be different, but the mentality is the same because we're currents and waves. So in the 1990s, for about two decades, Starting at the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, there was another rape sex scandal, gang rape scandal, but of course with another Islamic group. Uh, but of course no one ever said anything because they were so scared to be called racist. Uh, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, Pakistani gangs, Muslim gangs, have abused children in Rotterdam uh, which is the United Kingdom, since about the 1990s. Now, they, of course, they only talk about 1,400 children, but social activists who are not able to talk on TV say that this happens, all, it happened a lot more than, than, um, than just um, 1,400. Um, this was in other cities too. Telford is another city where it happened. Um, up to a thousand children could have suffered in Britain's worst known abuse scandal where sex gangs targeted girls, uh, Anglo-Saxon white girls as much as, as young as 11. The rape hell of vulnerable young girls in one town, Telford, went on for a shocking 40 years, my friend, and I'm reading from The Mirror, one of the UK publications. As many as a thousand children could have suffered at merciless hands of perverts and torturers in Telford in the 1980s. Girls as young as 11 have been lured by their, from their families, drugged, beaten, raped in an epidemic that saved victims uh, they're still going on. Three of the people were murdered, two others died in tragedies linked to the scandal. Um, despite similar high-profile cases in Rotterdam and Rockdale, authorities in Telford repeatedly failed to stamp out the network of abusers. You see, nowhere in this whole thing they talk about who's the puppet, the, the uh, abusers. They are Pakistani Muslims, okay? And there are other Muslims too, but it's mainly Islamic and mainly Pakistani. Uh, and of course they say, no, it doesn't happen in Islam, but yes, it happens. It happens in every single um, um, religious institution. But this is particularly about Islamic, but you're so scared to say anything about it because this is the perfect, perfect religion. So yes. So the mirror, 18 months investigation reveals abuse on unprecedented levels. They say, we found social workers knew about the abuse in the 1990s, but police took uh, a decade to launch a probe. Council of staff viewed abuse and trafficked children as prostitutes instead of victims, according to previously unseen files. Uh, authorities failed to keep a deep detail of abuses from the Asian communities for fear of racism. Police failed to investigate one recent case five times until an MP intervened. One victim said cops tried to stop her from finding out why her abusers had not been prosecuted because they feared she would talk to us. The scale of the abuse uncovered in Telford, a population of 170,000 is feared to be most brutal and long-running of all. In Rotterdam, the toll was brought to 1,500, but that community is 260,000 people. The Telford Tory MP uh, has demanded a public investigation. He said there needs blah 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 inquiries, but nothing ever happened. They've only, they've never 
they they've never really caught anyone or persecuted m- many people. One 14-year-old girl groomed and abused after her phone number was sold to pedophiles said I honked, I hated what hap- what was happening by my abusers and my skin crawled but I was told that if I said a word to anyone they would come for my little sisters and tell my mum I was a prostitute. Night after night, I was forced to have sex with multiple men in disgusting takeaways and filthy houses. I have been getting the morning uh, after pill from the local clinic at least twice a week, but no one asked any questions. I felt pregnant twice and had two abortions. As after the second termination, I was taken by one of my abusers to be raped by more men. The worst moment came after my 16th birthday when I was drugged and gang raped by five men. Days later, ringleaders turned up to my houses and told me he'd burn it down if I breathed a word of what happened. Documents which passed to the home office uh, reveals authorities knew of the horrors decades before investigating and shows how they try to hamper our probe um it is it is horrible um Police investigations called Operated Chalice, Operation Chalice identified more than 100 potential victims abused between 2000 and 2007. Cops have also said that there are many as 200 perpetrators, but just nine have been caged and, and the case was then closed. Uh, the total investigation re- reveals the authorities were told about the abuse epidemic more than a decade before the operation. Our probe, backed by documents obtained under the Freedom of Information Act, found two pedigree pedophiles were targeting girls from a local home in 1981. One of the abusers earned thousands a night for years trafficking girls around the country with sex and hundreds of men. According to one victim, another case of 14-year-old groomed by an 18-year-old Asian man in 1985. After she had his baby, he passed her to her to friends to have sex and allegedly rape her. Uh, we think this happens only to white people because we are told that white people have our sons and daughters of whores. Aren't we all told that? We told we are systematically told that white people have no uh, no morals. White people have no courage, no morals. They are they have no culture. They have no values, no morals. Haven't we all be already been told that? Yes, unfortunately. Okay, but we refuse to see that everyone's a human being. And when it happens to us, all of a sudden, now it's bad. So it's important never to, it's important to learn a lesson. We never point fingers at others because there are three fingers pointing back at us. Point number one, never let anyone down just because of their color or their race. Because you are, they are as human as you are. Do not look at people's labels. Do not look at people's races. If a victim is a victim, someone needs help, someone needs help. If it's happening, point number four, if it's happening in one place, it's happening in another place. Remember, an act is a mentality. It's a current and a wave. It is not one isolated act. Um, we have to also apologize for our silence. We have to apologize for our ignorance. We have to apologize for looking down on others when we know that soon it'll be at our door. And when it comes to our door, we have nothing but to be ashamed of, uh, of our silence because we knew this was coming. When we saw it at other people's houses, we just laughed at them and pretended that they were immoral but we didn't realize that we're magnetic fields. We're as immorals as the people who we point fingers to. And it happened in our home. We refused to open our mouths. Now it's too late. 
but I'm sure this happened this happens all over the Indian subcontinent and in India it's time to say enough and I will tell you why for the last hundred years or more the church has raped people in Europe okay the establishment in Europe didn't really say much about it they quietly kept it but they never said anything about it okay and people born out of this rape people born out of this torture second and third generations have become basket cases they have become alcoholics have become um, uh, uh, drug addicts because the trauma of rape goes on for generations and they were just left as there is no one the the no one did anything no one talked about it and now you have a second generation of rapists coming to rape them abusing them and everyone's crying but if you took part took care of the problem at source when it first happened you will you would have stopped the cycle there and then you would have not let the cycle go onward and we could have saved the Rotterdam cases similarly in in India if we do not have the courage to talk about these cases that have been happening for so long in the Ajman Dargah, in other Dargahs, in other churches, in other mosques, uh, in madrasas, in temples, we know this is happening across the board. If we don't have that courage, we will have another generation going through it. We cannot afford that. We cannot afford that. Uh, so if you want to stop if you want to stop the rape, you have to have the courage to stand up and talk about it. Please, please talk about this to your friends. I join my hands to you. It is as important um, to talk. The best thing you can do is talk about this. Send an email to your to your um, to your local MPs, to your local. Uh, um, um, members of parliament to your local uh, schools have this conversation in your school what is rape it's a mentality how does it happen it happens uh, when you're weak it happens when there's power someone wants power over you it's a current and wave and it happens cycle after cycle after cycle it happens when someone wants power it happens when someone rapes your mind colonizes your mind and feeds you with an ideology and tells you that this ideology is going to take you to heaven it's going to help you it's going to take you into a different world but on the other side once they get you into your head they will rape your body and there's nothing you can do about it because they're in their mind they're the important part is they get out of your mind, and the only way you can get out their mind, they can get out of your mind, is if you have that conversation. So please have that conversation. It is important. In 1992, in the 1990s, there were rapes going on in the Ajman Dargah and in many other mosques and madrasas in this country. Uh, I'm sure it happens in churches too, in India and other religious institutions. We know it does, uh, but it's time to stop. And the only way you can stop it is having that conversation. And please stop putting money in their pockets. So thank you very much. Uh, this is a really rough topic, rough, rough podcast. But I hope I can count on you to have this conversation with your friends and go on from there. So thank you. Have yourself a good day and stay safe, everyone. It is the most important thing.